Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. It really sucks when you take needs guesses and just none of them land. Yes. Anybody out there even know what we're talking about? It does. It could be awkward, I think. So I think what we're talking about here, we're just getting right into this, aren't we? We're just jumping right on in. So in nonviolent communication, we learn empathy and empathy is actually a process of mostly being present is the biggest thing because we're not. That's it. We're just not present a lot. We're caught up in our heads, thinking our things and not fully there with what's right in front of us. That's a skill you really got to work at. So presence is the main thing. And then reflecting what you're hearing someone say can help someone have an experience of being heard. And then the third component is taking needs guesses. Like if NVC is built on this idea that all conflict is about a need, you're trying to look past words and think of need. So we could use empathy like this when we're in a conflict, but also it can be very helpful when a friend is talking to you about whatever going on. Oftentimes people will come to me and have things that they want to be heard about. I'm not in the conflict with them, but maybe they're in a conflict with other. And so a part of what I do is just listen for needs rather than pivot to those other conversation responses rather than giving advice or one-upping or relating. I just am really listening for needs. Like that's what we're trying to do. It's a different way of interacting that I think many people really appreciate and don't get enough of. And what Heather was saying was it really sucks when you can't come up with a need. I think what she's talking about is in any circumstance where you're listening very deeply with somebody and especially if someone's in pain and you're trying to figure out the need. And so you're listening and you're reflecting and you're being present and you're saying, I'm wondering if this is about that you would really like to have some consideration. And then the person's like, no, that's not what it is. Can you give some examples or does it come to mind like how that plays out? What does that sound like when you're taking needs guesses and someone's like, nope, that's not what it is? Yeah, I mean, it sounds exactly like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are just like, mm, I don't know about that or I don't think it's that or they just flat out say no. Mm -hmm. I have one friend. It just seems like I can never secure their needs in terms of guessing. And every time I try and go for them and they're like, no, that's not it. I have a thought that actually that is your need and you don't even know it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a really good point here. This example, because just the fact that you don't tend to pinpoint the need for this person, now you know that. So you probably go into a lot of these conversations thinking to yourself like, I'm going to come up with that dang need. Or you have the thought of what you just did is, I actually think that is your need, but you don't even know it. So the irony of that is when we get into that, or even when we get into like, God, I'm not getting the need right. And I really want to figure out the need. Guess what ends up missing? Presence. Yeah. Presence. You don't have the presence piece, people. And guess what? That's, I think, the most important component is the presence piece. If you are guessing someone's need and it turns out not to land, you're giving them more of a reference for what their need could be. So like you're giving them something against which to push back. Like, no, that's not it. So what is it? Right. So it's actually helpful when you have a non-need guess. It actually can be helpful because the person's hopefully thinking no. And so they say more. And so it is nudging them more. So yes, it can be helpful, even if you get it wrong. And 
back to the other point, which is the irony of like getting wrapped up in your thoughts of having to get it right, or this is definitely your need. It takes us out of the presence. You can give empathy only by just being with someone. You don't even have to go to the needs guest. Like, can you just be this vessel of hearing without judgment and leaning in with understanding without judgment? But as soon as you have an agenda, you're no longer present. You're into the future, right? And then there's an element that's missing here that is really, I think the sweet spot is the presence piece. So it's important to note. Yeah. I mean, I think NVC and empathy is not about fixing it and coming up with the solution or the need. All of that is future, all of it. So you might be in a place where you're giving empathy to someone and they never get to a place of law. That was the need. Oh yes, that was it. You might get to the end of a conversation. Tell me if you've ever had this. I know I have many, many times where that person across from me is still in a lot of pain. Nothing has shifted. I didn't source the need. That's all that is. Have you ever had that? Yeah, can feel really uncomfortable, but I think you have to just try to stay as present as you can. Otherwise, you're attached to the outcome and you have some sort of stake in fixing the problem. Yeah, it's so hard, though. I mean, it's a very hard thing to do what we're talking about here. Just had a situation yesterday where I was intentionally giving empathy to somebody who has so much going on. And it's really hard to just stay in empathy, to just stay with presence and not getting caught up in thinking. I don't think I did a very good job of it yesterday, honestly. I mean, it just some days I'm better able to do that than others. And it's hard because you see that person in pain and you you want there to be relief for them. You want to provide some level of support that's tangible. Because I think when we see someone in pain, we're kind of in pain, you know, have a sense of discomfort. So it's like we're all wrapped up in there together. And we want to shift this. So it's very hard to just leave someone in a place of, okay, I've got to go now. Glad I got a chance to hear you. Sorry that you're still in a lot of pain. I mean, that was one of the questions that came up. Like, what do you do? You're out of time. Say you scheduled in an hour to be with this person and give some opportunity to hear and listen and give empathy. The hour's up and you really have something else going on and you got to leave. Or maybe you're even just exhausted. You don't even have the internal resource to hear anymore. How do you withdraw yourself in a moment like that when that person's still in pain? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think just offering to come back at some point, you know, when you can, scheduling a time to check in, but it is really hard and you can even share about that when you're mm -hmm. checking out. Yeah, I like that. Just being very honest and transparent, like, you know, I'm noticing that you're still saying these things and it seems to me like there's still a lot of discomfort and frustration there and really is painful for me to leave you in this place because I have so much care and I do want your well-being. And yeah, I'm willing to come back and I'm going to trust the process that this is where it's meant to be at this point in time and just trusting the process. I know when I give myself empathy, again, I think I have talked about this a time or two. It's the same thing. I might go give myself lots of intentional empathy of being with the feelings, trying to figure out needs, being with the feelings some more. And then I have an appointment, I got to go. So I literally can tell myself, I'm noticing my insides are still in a lot of upset around this. And so that's telling me it wants my attention, I will come back to you. But for now, I'm going to have to move on into my day. And you kind of just have a boundary set, move on. Weirdly enough for me is sometimes in those kind of moments, 
I might not feel relief in the moment, but as I move into my day, there is more of a sense of relief. So I think that can happen when there's somebody across from you as well, and you're not seeing that there's been some kind of a shift. So much of this is about trusting the process of it. Yeah. And trusting in particular presence and yes. how powerful presence alone can be. Yes. And trusting that people have their own inner wisdom and their own inner guidance and their own inner energy that's on their own timeline too. And to trust that also. I think what I really like about this process is that you really get to see like moment to moment, we shift. We never stay in one place. It would be great if we could when we are in those places that we really enjoy, but those don't stay and neither do the really painful moments. They shift as well. They morph into other things. And I think when someone gives you the gift of empathy and taking needs guesses, even if they don't land on the need for you, that that process is taking place, that it's helping with that process even if it's not very apparent. And with NVC, thankfully, I think a lot of times when people come into my classes or the empathy gym, we check in. So we get a sense of where everybody is. And then 75 minutes later, we check out. And oftentimes people are in a very different place 75 minutes later with more relief, more comfort, more aliveness, whatever. Even yesterday I did it and I noticed I had a headache at the beginning. Like even physically things change in that amount of time usually for the better, but sometimes not. That's, I think, the whole point of this particular episode is sometimes it doesn't shift for the better in the moment and to just still stay with the process. So I think that's all that I have to say about that topic. Do you have anything else that you want to add to this? It can be difficult for the person who is not landing the needs. Like you said earlier, it takes you out of presence. So it's a kind of finicky, confronting process. Yeah. Can you just stay with can you just stay present? Can you just stay present? Can you just stay present? Not an easy thing to do, but a really good muscle to build, I think. Totally. Yeah. And if you're interested in learning more, practicing more, please check out the Big B Methods webpage, www.thebigbmethod.com. And have- if you want to call our empathy warm line number, it's 850-706-0488. Yes, and thank you everybody for joining us. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.